Good morning, everyone. Get everything turned on here, get all my stuff situated. Um, just letting you know that I am aware that today is Super Bowl Sunday, and it is my goal to get us out of here before kickoff. So, All right. Communing with nurture. I will never not play with words. Sorry about that. But... But what is a play on words? A play on words is something that's familiar and yet different. Communing with nature is what this is a play on words on. If that didn't mean anything to you, then that's totally fine. If it did mean something to you, it's because we have a common understanding of a phrase that we've heard, that we've probably heard many times. Is this working down? No? Go closer. I'm not used to using this. Get it right up in there. All right. Communing with nurture. We just had communion. What does that word mean? It means to live together, to be together. Um, some forms of intimacy, you know, that we don't just gather together and like, yes, I know your name and I know your name and see you, have a good week. Um, but we get to know each other. Maybe not every one of us get to know every one of the other one because that can be a lot, but, uh, but as a group, we're helping each other, and we're moving forward. Moving forward is kind of the key for today. Um, hold this in my left hand. It'll be less fidgety that way. Um, so what do we come here for? Um, church can be a place that we come to just feel good, kind of check off our box, and then move on. Um, I would say the history of, of this church, you know, at least recent history, I, I don't know anything more than when I was here before, but, or when I wasn't here before. But, uh, but I would say that most people that come and stay here are looking for something from God. They're looking for something, a change, looking to move forward in our lives and with God. Um, if you were here when we did the year in review slash Coming, you know, this 2023 coming up, what we're looking to do, um, we're looking to teach and to get into the conversation of spiritual gifts and moves of the Holy Spirit, what that can look like, and and uh, you know, just talking about all of that, maybe defining some things, but but opening the conversation. Uh, we have recently added at the end of the service a specific time for ministry and prayer. And, you know, once you start talking about that stuff, once you start making changes towards that stuff, yeah, we can, well, we've been open to God moving, you know, this whole time. But once you start making those moves, sometimes it makes it a little easier for things to happen. So what happens when that does happen? We're going to whip through some verses here, just kind of getting just conceptually what we're talking about. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom is a great thing, um, but freedom is freedom can be the end of things, but freedom is the beginning of things. Freedom is not the end game. We all want to be free from things. Maybe we have a, a very specific thing in our life that we need freedom from, uh, but we just want freedom. We want freedom for the for the Lord to work. We want freedom for him to work through us. 
better, more perfectly, um, and and everything. Um, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. What's what's one danger of freedom? Is that we're free to do the things that we did before, and uh, we don't always want to think about it that way, but it does happen. God might uh, do a work in our lives, and then we just fall back into the things that we we've done before. That's uh, that's people. If you've been on this earth and you've been around people, like uh, that, just that just happens. People are people, and the Lord is the Lord. So we're going to keep our eyes set on Him. For you called the freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Kind of the same thing, but just moving to that next thing of what is our freedom for? It's it's for ourselves, but it's not just for ourselves. It's to be able to move forward and to help other people move forward. For now we see in a mirror darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know fully, even as also I was fully known. I don't know if that was the best version to, as I'm reading it now, it seems convoluted. But just the whole idea that, that we're not seeing everything right now. Where we are, um, how each one of us have lived on this earth, we're not, we're not seeing everything. Um, other people can have an experience in their life that's different from ours, which can form different viewpoints and, and different filters and how they see things, how we see things, and kind of create a little bit of a divide between us. That's kind of where we're going today, is living with each other, communing with nurture, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of a man reflects the man. And then this, I'm sure this will come up in uh, in the uh, near months, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. That kind of comes into... Things happen. Someone experiences freedom in their life. We shouldn't expect that they're going to act the same because now they have freedom. Maybe it's freedom again from a specific thing, like some some kind of sin or you know some kind of thing that's been dragging them down, and then they get freedom. Now they're seeing things differently. You see things differently. You react to things differently. You act different. Um, Maybe at that point, then they need to learn how to act, or maybe, you know, it's just different. We have to have some kind of sight for ourselves to see what they're going through, to see where they are, to see how to help them, or to see what we can learn from from them and what just happened in their life. Um, so freedom is an interesting thing that it's, uh, like I said, it's not the end game. Um, where every, if, if we all just had complete freedom right now, we would probably, you know, then there's the next day. Then what? There's the next Sunday that we come together. How do we interact with each other if all of a sudden we're all completely free um, and acting it? What's that going to look like? It could be interesting, but we might bump into one another. Uh, we might have, I might have a revelation and someone else has a revelation, and our revelations aren't the same, but we act like they are, and we're bumping into each other. It'd be like, no, your revelation isn't the same as mine. It's like, okay, no, that's fine. It doesn't, uh, that in itself does not prove anything. 
we need to see where where we are. And again, this is not just about us. Uh, you know, if if I'm not even saying it, we are here for a purpose for God. That's the underlying thing. The Holy Spirit will help us suss some of that stuff out. But the only reason I'm really saying any of this is because human history. What happens when God moves? It's great for a season, and it seems to be that man will eventually kind of ruin that move or something. However you want to describe it, a move might happen. People might gather into an area because God's moving over here, and it's awesome and it's great, and lots of people get freedom, and then months go by, years go by, and that kind of dwindles. Maybe there's good reasons for it. Maybe that's just kind of the wave that God is is riding. But we need to dive deep into it. A lot of times it's because human error. People clash about how we're going to, like God's doing this new thing, and then we kind of have to redefine what that looks like and and where we're going to put our safety barriers. And sometimes the safety barriers get put on too tight. Sometimes they don't get put on tight enough because the Bible does tell us many times to, you know, to some kind of order. What is that order? What does that look like? I'm not going to say that today. That's where we're going to talk about that in the future, but just learning to live with each other and how not to ruin things. Um, I don't like conflict. I would love it if freedom just came and God came and did a great work and we never had conflict again and it was all harmony and lovely awesomeness, butterflies and rainbows, all that good stuff. I would love that. Um, but I've had to learn how to accept conflict in my life at times. And I think I'm still like on the beginning of that journey, so don't think I'm really good at it. But uh, but it's a, uh, yeah, I don't think I did not include that verse in here. But there's a lot of these verses that I did put, um, kind of the bookends that are not up on the screen, are the Bible saying, be humble. We're dealing with one another, just be humble. Live in harmony with one another, but be humble. Don't be afraid to, to uh, you know, to commune with other people and low people. I did not include that in here, but there was one verse I read. You know, don't be afraid to, to. Uh, I don't want to put words in the Bible's mouth, but you know, but to commune with with people of low stature. And then, what does that mean? And and but it also says on both ends of that, be humble. So it's like, it doesn't matter what you think is low or somebody is low or whatever. It's you have to be humble too. We have to be susceptible to the truth. I do have an illustration that a lot of the stuff has been kind of pointing to. The illustration is more about how we deal with each other, how we see each other, how we deal with our own layers of revelation our own layers of how our filters of how we see things, of how other people see things, and how our filters can be mismatched. Um, leading into that, I just uh, talk about myself just a little bit. Um, not a lot of people know what I do because I, I just kind of do what I do and I compartmentalize everything. But for work, I have been uh, in the past. I was an electrician for many years. And I got out of that and went into fire alarm slash security for a number of years. And then after that, currently I'm now working in home automation, 
all the smart home stuff. So for the past 20 plus years, it's been all electrical based, um, high voltage, low voltage, all of this stuff. Now, when you do any kind of electrical, um, the thing that's necessary is colors. If you are, and I have worked with some, if you are a colorblind electrician, that doesn't mean you can't do it, but it's going to be a lot harder for you because wires are all different colors and they mean different things. Um, what is that? As I was learning all of that as an apprentice, and I just thought it was really interesting that there's a, a national electrical code. Um, many trades have their own codes that they have to follow. Uh, the electrical code... So this was my way of, of thinking about it that I thought was really interesting is, yes, you can be a stickler and, you know, everything has to be to code and, and everybody gets annoyed by you. But one cool thing about having a code that everyone subscribes to is it's kind of a way of communicating with another electrician that you've never met, that you could be working on the same thing like 20 years apart, but if they did everything to code as you understand it, when you open up their work, you see the color coding, you see what they've attached to what, and it makes sense to you. You know, if nothing else, you know what not to touch. Because you know, oh, they put that wire there. I shouldn't touch that one because that's the black wire. This one, I probably shouldn't still just touch everything, but this is the white wire. It should be more safe or, you know, you understand what they did. Now, if somebody doesn't follow code, but the colors are still there, you come into it much later, you have no communication with them, you just see what they did and go, oh, okay, you touch it, and how what, How did I get shocked by that? Well, because they did not follow the common understanding that we're all supposed to follow. Um, and that happens with all of us here. Not that there's a code, but we do have a Bible, so I guess you could use that. Um, but even just in personality and getting to know each other, the, the community that we live in, you know, there's a lot of underlying statements, uh, things that we understand, common understanding. And if somebody doesn't act according to that, it can be like, what are they doing? Like, what's, where are they at? What's going on? Um, I don't know if any of this is making sense to you, but I'm just leading up to my my uh, example here. Because we are looking towards the kingdom of heaven. We want that to be here. And I'm not saying it's not here. I'm just saying we want it to be here in fullness. We want God to be here in fullness. We want to see him in fullness. Even if we know that there's like physical limitations, that our bodies would explode if we did, you know, whatever. Like, we we still want it. We still want God in fullness. We want him to... To act fully here, we want him to act fully in our community. But is that going to look like what we're just doing here? Is that going to look like what we just did here this morning so far? Is that just going to be the you know? No, it might change, and we have to deal with we have to deal with that. So the uh, the interesting thing about that story I just told about working with electrical, I have had, I think, probably three different times. Where I've worked with three different people who are colorblind, and I did not find out until it was frustrating. Why they would get it to that point, I have no idea. Maybe it's pride that you know they didn't want to let me know as you know the person that's I'm not anyone's boss, but just working with them. 
and we're trying to get something done, and we just can't get it done because like this, this is not working. Everything is hooked up right, correct? Yes, you know, talking on walkie-talkies back and forth one time. Like the red wire is on the one, black wire is on the two, the brown wire is on three, and the blue wire is on four. Yes? Yes. Okay, so we should be good. It's not working. What is going on? I go over to where they're working. The brown wire and the red wire are flopped because they couldn't tell. Frustrating. Is that reality? Yep, that's going to happen. But it would be awesome if we knew each other enough that we didn't have frustrations. Conflict, sure. But frustrations, can we lessen that down? Maybe. And how do we do that? It's just by paying attention, by seeing seeing each other. And sometimes it's it's looking beyond what you don't know. It's Somebody has something. Maybe it's freedom. Maybe something else is going on. Are we going to shut it down, or are we going to encourage this and keep it moving? Um, obviously, the Holy Spirit is going to help us with that. Sometimes we can work on things that we know, experiences that we've had. We, I've seen this before. I know what this is. Sometimes it's like, I don't know what's going on, and I'm going to just work in faith with this person because I love this person, and I want them to move forward. I also don't want to shut this down prematurely because maybe I don't know what's going on. Maybe I have something to learn from this. So we are going to talk about the great Granny's Naval debate. I made this up. Please do not Google it. I have no idea what you're going to see. I made it up just to be silly, and Tabitha's been at a conference all week, so she couldn't tell me no. But I just talked about colorblindness. Now, we all understand the concept of colorblindness. Maybe some of you in here are colorblind, but even if you are, you've at least heard that that's a concept. If you are colorblind, you probably know to some degree that you're not seeing things the same way other people are seeing. But for this illustration, we are going to enter a world where people don't have that concept of colorblindness. Everybody thinks everybody sees everything the same way. So We've all seen a red apple. Pretty common. That's a common understanding. Not everybody sees it the same way, but we are going to say that this is a red apple. So we see the person on the, the left is seeing, that's how they're seeing the apple. I don't, not all color blindness is complete color blindness, but for this example, we're going to go straight up. So the person on the left is seeing that apple as completely gray. Everything is gray. The person on the right is seeing a red apple sitting in a hand that is not completely gray. Now what happens if the person on the left gets some kind of healing? And now they're seeing the red apple for what it is. I'm going to, I forgot to, wrote down. Let's see a possible conversation between these two people. Once this person gets this revelation... This is going to be kind of a uh, talking about revelation and how we interact with each other. So, person on the left, look at this apple. Person on the right, um, okay. And the person on the left, no, look at this apple. Have you seen anything like it? Because again, just keeping in mind, this person has only ever seen the gray apple and thought they were all that way all the time. Now it's seeing a red apple. Person on the right, uh, yeah, I've uh, pretty much seen that every day of my life. I, I don't understand. And 
Person on the left, what are you talking about? I've never seen anything like this in my life. Person on the right, well, what is different about this one? Person on the left, uh, it's not just this one. Every one of them at my house looks the same way, but different than they all looked yesterday. Person on the right, did they get bigger? Person on the left, no, 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 same size, taste even, just more vibrant. And the person on the right, more red? And of course, the person on the left doesn't know what red is. So that's an example of somebody who has had a revelation of something, encountering someone who has just had that revelation, and how you can have some weird disconnect. Because the person on the right doesn't know about colorblindness, so it doesn't know that this person is not seeing the apple the way they've always seen it. And the person on the left is now seeing this new thing and thinks that the other person isn't seeing the new thing. Can you see the new thing? Like, no, I don't see a new thing. I see the same thing I've always seen. Now, that wasn't confusing enough. Now we're going to trade places. Now the person on the right is the one that's had a revelation of the red apple. The person on the left is the person who hasn't had the revelation and has never seen a red apple. Look at this apple. Now the person on the left saying, okay. The person on the right, no, look at this apple. Have you seen anything like it? Person on the left, uh, yeah, pretty much every day of my life. Person on the right, what are you talking about? I've never seen anything like this in my life. Person on the left, well, what is different about this one? Person on the right, it's not just this one. Every one of them in my house looks the same way, but different than they all looked yesterday. Person on the left, dude, did they get bigger? Person on the right, no, 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 same size, same taste even, just more vibrant. Person on the left, more gray? Same conversation. Yes, and I did just read that. Same conversation between two completely different situations. One person has had a revelation talking to somebody who has already had that revelation, also talking to somebody who hasn't had that revelation. It could be the same disconnect. We don't always know where each other is. And sometimes the revelations are common to us and not common to someone else. Or sometimes our revelations are just different. Because then the, this third person comes in and says, uh, no, I don't know what you both are talking about because this apple is green. This person has had another revelation of this apple. And now none of them know what, the, what anyone is talking about. So then they go to Jesus. Yes, Jesus is still in this example. Jesus, who is right? The gray, the red, or the green? And then, uh, you know, in classic, classic Jesus fashion, he's like, well, actually, it's an orange. So, and in case you were wondering where I came up with that name, the Granny Smith apple in a navel orange. The great Granny's navel debate. Now, also with Revelation, maybe some of you saw Granny's navel and thought, ooh, that's a little, a little salacious. But uh, sometimes truth can be that way. Truth can offend in a way of, this is not how I always thought. And now there's this new thought that's coming in and going against what I thought. Sometimes freedom can be that way. There's this thing that I've always lived. There's this, uh, this thing that I've always fallen back to, this comfort. It's a false comfort, this thing that I always go to. And then freedom comes and says, no, there's a true comfort. And you have to learn how not to go back to that false comfort. 
It's, it's, it's offensive to your way of thinking. That's why the Bible talks about renewing our minds. It's that just because it's the way that's always been done doesn't mean that's the way it always has to be done. And change happens sometimes in a way that, that doesn't always feel good, or especially if someone else is going through a change, like they might be feeling great about this change, but now it's affecting your life. Now it's affecting how we do service. Now it's, uh, you know, someone is a little too excited. Now what do we do with that? I'm not saying being too excited is a bad thing. I'm just saying that's humans. We've seen it. We've probably all felt it to some degree. Someone else is like, okay, calm down, calm down. Jesus just set me free. Okay, 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 we, we got it. But I would say this is just this is my thing. If you are a fan of Revelation and you are looking for it and you have it every day or whatever, I would I would say, you know, Jesus has set you free. He gives you a revelation. He gives you a dream that explains something or just puts something in your spirit that just like, oh, you know, it just opens your eyes to something. Like, enjoy it. Absolutely. Thank God for it. Absolutely. Share it with other people. Absolutely. I would only say... You know, God could tell you different. I'm saying this is my words. Maybe just for conflict purposes and everything, is just be careful about preaching your revelation immediately. Soak in it. See what God is saying about that thing. Like, yeah, it opened your eyes. Great, I can see the red apple. I can see the green. I can see the orange now. Awesome. Is it just an orange? Maybe it's a whole grove of oranges. You know, like soak in it. Let God show you what this freedom is about. What this, you know, the, the in the most the b- biggest biblical example I can think of is when Saul turning into Paul, Saul on the road. Jesus encountered him. He's blind, and he gets healed from the blindness. He's seeing everything differently now. Like you know, obviously physically because he was blind, and then not again, but just spiritually, he's seeing like, oh, I was persecuting these Christians. Now I'm one of them, and it's a. Uh, it's a whole new thing. I'm I'm not telling you to not preach your revelation because I know like I'm just uncomfortable with that. But at the same time, just being careful that just because you've had a revelation doesn't mean that everyone has to stop and listen to your revelation and now bow down to your revelation because it might just be something that this other person already knew. And they're like, okay, great, you know. Come live with me now. And it's like, oh no, you have to understand what I'm saying. It's like, it's such a weird thing between, between people. Let's get beyond some of that. Let's, like the Bible says, stay humble. Learn from what someone else has, has learned. But rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. This verse, you know, there's context to this verse, but also I think just as a concept. Rejoice with those who rejoice, because sometimes you might not completely understand why they're rejoicing. You just rejoice with them. They have a revelation. Sometimes it might be a small revelation, but it's a big thing to them. Just rejoice with them. You don't have to shut them down. Mourn with those who mourn. You know, just living with one another, what people are going through. Sometimes you don't always understand it. That's my con- my. Uh, context that I'm putting on this verse for today, just in context of, of all of this, is just sometimes we don't know what the other person is going through. And that's okay. Sometimes God can give us revelation about what they are going through, but sometimes we don't get that. 
how do we, I think sometimes, especially when you get in the church situation where we make processes, where we make bylaws and, and all of that stuff, you know, sometimes we can get a little too distracted by the, the do's and the don'ts. Um, how are we going to handle this? Um, and that's not all bad, but to some degree, you know, we have to live with each other. And the do's and the don'ts are just to help us live with each other. The greatest two commandments are love God with all your everything and love each other. If we didn't do anything else, I think that would get us pretty far. And uh, as far as I know, they have not kicked off yet, so I think we're doing pretty good. That is, that is everything I had to say today, is we are looking for change. Um, we've been open to it, but we are looking for more. Um, we're looking for more revelation. We're looking for more dreams that blow our mind. We're looking for healing. We're looking for God to do all of these things. And the last thing I would want out of any of it is that somehow a move of God destroys the church in a bad way. Destroying the church as far as destroying our, our locked-in concept of what church should be and how we've always done it, okay. But destroying us because we let it destroy us because God did this great thing and he's reaching all these people, but in the midst of it we're like, ooh, I don't know. Let's, let's just, just stay humble. Let's just live with each other. Understand where each other is. And if we don't understand it, we still live with, with each other. Let's live in harmony. And, uh, that's all I got. So, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for all of us that are here, all of us that are watching online. We do pray for freedom. We do pray for revelation. We pray for truth to come in. Truth, you just have your day. Truth that speaks beyond politics, that speaks beyond... It's the small talk. Lord, we just pray that you change lives here. We just pray for more of you, that we see more of you, that we feel more of you, we experience more of you. Even when you're here, that you just keep emanating. Just more and more. Lord, we just pray for the body of Christ to be a body. We are together. We can function together. We just do your will together. Lord, we worship you. Jesus' name, amen.